Moore from Fulcrum Morte, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at today's Boondoggle. And uh, we've recently uh, launched a email account so if you have any questions suggestions or comments you're enjoying the show you want to see something different you want to see certain guests on the show you can reach us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and as you know the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh, financially Um, boondoggle didn't escape it either and uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week uh, you can donate to our GoFundMe. There's a, a you get on GoFundMe. Look up today's Boondoggle. We got a GoFundMe that'll be ongoing, and um, as well as a Venmo, you can donate. If you use Venmo, go to Venmo domain or uh, today's Boondoggle. And then also there's our Anchor sponsorship on the Anchor app, Anchor.fm. Look up today's Boondoggle, and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there. Uh, as you know, this is a veteran-owned and operated program we got going on here. It's very been, man, incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who, you know, is a veteran with PTSD and anxiety. And, uh, just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone, and it's been awesome. But uh, it all costs us, you know, to, the travel accommodations. To, to get to these interviews that you want to hear. So if you can help out anyway, we truly appreciate it. Um, also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment. download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcast. Please, please. Uh, do whatever you can to support us, and hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. You got Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And uh, just talking to a, a friend, a neighbor in the state next door to me, uh, Cody Frain of the band. Scent like wolves. What's going on, man? Uh, not too much. Uh, like I said, just kind of digging out of the snow. Crazy snowstorms. Have a snow day today. It's pretty nice. Cold off of work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, stoked to talk to you. Yeah, man. Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, we got hit over here, but uh, not as bad as you guys. You guys take the brunt of it for us usually. I'm over on the <laughs> west side yeah. of Cleveland too, so I'm kind of. You know, if we get hit, then we know it's bad for our friends on the east side. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, usually when I have a guest on, I, I like to try and get a little bit of a background on, on the artist and stuff. So, uh, what did you originally want it to be when uh, you grew up? 
Um, honestly, I, uh, well, for a while, I, I kind of wanted to be in the military. I wanted to be like a helicopter pilot. <laughs> kind of funny. My, my dad's a military base. He's a, a, a Marine. Um, but I kind of got out of that then. And then I just really got into music. And um, I actually kind of always wanted to like have my own record label and just like be in a band. So it's kind of cool that now that I'm in my late 20s, I'm kind of doing all that stuff now. But uh, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. A lot of people don't chase after their dreams. And uh, we got that in common. My dad was a World War II Marine. So growing up under oh, the nice. Marines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that struggle. Yeah, yeah. Try and keep us focused and disciplined, but you know we're either we're gonna rebel and kind of go the opposite way for a little bit until we get older, and then we're like, man, that dude knew knew what he was talking about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely interesting growing up with a drill sergeant your whole life. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my dad's a sergeant major in the Marine Corps, so definitely had some interesting stuff with that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of. I'm like only five five, so I kind of never really <laughs> wanted to go into the military just for <laughs> all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a struggle trying to pursue your uh, dreams. Definitely uh, took a long time to get where we are. Like I mean, the band's been together for about ten years now, so we're just now kind of starting to have people check us out, which is cool. And do you remember like uh, like uh the age where it kind of like clicked where it was just like you, you you knew music was something you wanted to get into um well when i was in a when i was in elementary school i, I was i played the saxophone <laughs> so i played the saxophone for about like seven years i always wanted to play the drums but my family like was just like it's too loud and not we're not having that in our house and then uh Eventually, I just kind of, like, like the drums were just always calling to me. Like, I would, like, always kind of, like, tap with my hands and just kind of, like, make, like, fake drum sets and stuff in our house. And uh, one of my buddies actually was playing drums. And I just had a, I, like, just had a natural, like, kind of, let's say, like, gift of playing it. But I just, I just took to it really fast. And eventually, I just kind of told my parents, like, hey, I'm trying out for the drum line. And uh, then in... Uh, I guess I was a, a sophomore in high school. I finally like got a, got into the drum line and started playing snare drum and like the tenors. And then I got into jazz band really big. Um, so I'd say then um yeah then right around that time as well I started like my first high school band. <laughs> They're called uh, the Last Tempest. Such a great name I know. But, uh, <laughs> Sounds yeah, like a high school band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. We, were like, we just well learned about this in uh, history class. Let's call us you know. <laughs> Tempest sounds like a cool thought. Oh, it's a storm. That's great. That's great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we started doing that. So I guess like uh, I guess my sophomore year in high school is when it really all clicked. Like I've been, that's kind of got the kind of got addicted to the drug of playing shows. And then you know, <laughs> here I am now, 28, still trying to do it. And then once like your parents uh, realized you could actually play, did they get behind you and get on board then? Um, reluctantly. I mean. <laughs> They never really like. They, I, I'm very blessed with how supportive they were were in the fact that they let me like. Like I played my first concert in like a big venue at like the age of 14, so that for them to allow me to like go to like a venue, it was kind of like the city is in Allentown, Pennsylvania, too. A venue called the Croc Rock. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess after they kind of saw that like I was doing really well with it, they were definitely enjoying it. Like I mean, my band kept. My high school band kept getting like a little bigger and bigger, and uh, we we're actually about to sign to Fearless at one point. Um, but my vocalist got in a really bad car accident and was in a coma for about a month. Oh man! Kind of, 
just yeah I'm, honestly I'm so blessed he's alive on I thought I really thought we were gonna lose him but um yeah, he made it out okay with that but it kind of destroyed the band at the time and I actually kind of gave up on music for a bit and went to college and uh yeah then I was about to graduate college yeah, 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 definitely for sure. I mean, it kind of made my parents happy too. But what made them really bummed out though was when I got done with college and told them I was going to join this uh, touring metalcore band known as the Sun Like Wolves. <laughs> so uh, the not the smartest thing you could do after being in a bunch of college debt. But you know, here we are now, and they uh, they're still reluctant about it. But <laughs> at the same time, I think they just kind of see like you know what this is his thing. So I mean. At least he's stuck with something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, this new album, uh, Mystic Auras, that you guys got uh, coming out via what we are triumphant record label. Now, is that your label? Um, I uh, I'm actually in an interesting situation with that label. I actually am. In, I work for the label part time as an A and R, and um. So I just kind of figured, like, you know, I might as well just put it out on this label. Um, I mean, we were we were on Weird Triumphant for our uh, our 2016 release called Frigid Future, and then uh, we like we we enjoyed working with the label owner Greg, and then Greg gave me the opportunity because I was working for another record label called CI Records for a bit, and uh, he kind of just offered me this job last year. Which, uh, it's been cool working with him. But, um, so yeah, I've just pretty much been I have the unique situation of actually like completely working our release as like an A and R would for a record label, and also be in the band as well. So it's been pretty cool, interesting to say the least. <laughs> and is this kind of like what uh, like what what was your major in college and stuff? My major in college is actually uh, clinical psychology. Uh, okay, so, so this is really have to. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really fall with it, but. Uh, <laughs> I really don't think, like, like I would never go to school for, like, doing something in music or, like, the music industry and stuff just because uh, it's not really something that, like, yeah, you could, like, learn about it and stuff, but everything's so variable that, like, you almost just have to completely dive into it yourself and, like, generate those connections yourself. Like, um, like prior to me working with Weird Triumphant, I uh, had my own company called uh, Recovery Promotions where I was, like, a booking agent and... Like, I worked at a bunch of venues and managed bands through that, book tours. Oh, gotcha. So, like, the only way, way you, yeah, the only way you can really, like, start making a name for yourself in the industry is really just to, like, make those connections, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't really know who to talk to to, like, work with and have, like, a background with, with those people, or you're really not going to get very far. So, like, to me, I was kind of like, well, at least I didn't go to school for music industry, or at the music industry just because, uh, be in a shitload of debt just for <laughs> and we come out of it really not knowing much gotcha yeah i can kind of relate i mean i did something similar here in cleveland with domain cleveland and uh you know for back when you know venues were open and everything but uh this was, goes back a few yeah, years sure. and it's like you know i made all those connections and networked and everything like that but unfortunately like you know i i would get myself in trouble with like drinking and partying and all that. And now it's like, I'm 11 years sober. So, um, I decided, well, I still got these connections. Why don't I start doing like a, you know, a podcast or show, you know, with it. So that's how I got connected. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've like, was that you celebrated your hundredth episode recently? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's some good stuff, man. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it's been, uh, 
a lot of the old episodes were like old, like, you know, Domain Cleveland interviews from festivals and stuff like that. And then I just was just like, man, I really want to get serious with this podcast thing. And, uh, you know, so now I've been like counting down the episodes and uh, each like I, I'm a I'm I'm a veteran myself. I, I was in the the Navy, you know, I didn't, it didn't quite follow my dad's footsteps with the Marines. But, you know, just uh, struggling when I came home, got sober, struggling with PTSD and stuff like that and anxiety. And then just like I'm like, dude, I got to learn how to function and talk to people again like a normal human being without like leaning on alcohol or drugs. So this podcast has kind of been like a therapy thing for me, you know? Thanks, man. I can honestly kind of relate to that a little bit just with my, like the company I tried to start recovery promotions. It was kind of like with that name there. I mean, I kind of struggled with like alcohol in the past too. That's so. the thing, man. <laughs> you get, get time, involved but, uh... with rock stars, you know, and sometimes you, everybody feels like you got to live the excess with them. Well, that and like, I'll be honest. Like, it sounds crazy, but um, like a lot of the connections I've I've just like made really well, and I've just been from like drinking with other bands and like managers, and <laughs> you know, like every time like a, a band would come play a show, like I used to back when shows were around, I was booking like all the time, just trying to make that my job full time. But um, yes, I mean like you're you're in the green room with them and you're drinking and stuff, and before you know it, you guys are all like trashed and do that multiple times a week you know it's just not a good lifestyle to live yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> but because of which i've made a lot of really cool connections over the years just from like hanging out and talking with those people yeah exactly i mean i, I could totally relate <laughs> double-edged sword <laughs> so it, it's like now it's just like you know i like i said i got 11 years now and so I, i've been able to go back to shows hang out in those rooms and just have a water. And now more, most of the bands are more welcoming to have me because before it'd be like, I'd be drinking all their free beer, you know? So <laughs> like, all right, he's not going to touch our stuff. You got to give him a water, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, congrats on that though, man. Good shit. I know how hard that can be. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. It'll be a uh, 12, uh, March 1st. I'll be, so I'm coming, coming up to 12 years here. So, pretty excited now once once you get past 40 in age you you don't really look forward to birthdays as much but you i'll look forward to another year sober you know so i hear that i'm, I'm 28 so i mean i can i'm already starting to feel that way <laughs> <laughs> gotcha so uh back to back to the album you know uh what can fans expect and like what message were you sending out with this one um this one i, I really feel is probably like a this will be our third full full length album, and then we put an, uh, an EP out in 2018 as well. Um, and over, I just really think this one really encapsulates like everything that the band's about, like all the tropes that we have. Um, we have two vocalists, so I, and they're they're actually brothers, um, yeah, Alan Nick Bolts. Um, yeah, they, they think they absolutely crushed it and like perfectly like perfected their uh, their dynamic between each other. So there's like lots of really cool. Uh, vocal stuff uh with this one we actually have uh all of our string players actually kind of like wrote a couple songs each like normally we would just have like maybe like one of our string players or primarily write everything and then we'd like add our own influence to all that stuff but this one we had like all all three of them actually put like their own songs on here which really added a cool dynamic to everything um yeah i just think i think it's really a, a really interesting and fun metalcore album just like a lot of fresh stuff going on with it. I mean, 
don't want to toot our horn too much, you know, but I, I really just think this one's a really special album. And hey, that's your job, band. though. You're the A&R yeah. guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I also play in the band, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, what what was, the, like, the meaning behind the title, Mystic Auras? What were you? So, uh, I guess, like, I mean, from what I understand with it, I mean, I'm not the, the one who wrote the lyrics, but um, it's basically a concept album that, like, kind of sets out to uncover the things we desire and, like, why we're drawn to them. Um, basically, it has, has a lot of... Uh, has a lot of plates of uh, socioeconomic status quo, depression, stigma, mental illness, um, and, like, the deconstruction of personal and intimate relationships. Um, it's kind of a pretty sad album, pretty dark in a lot of themes. Um, definitely focuses on, like, mental illness and just kind of trying to pursue your passion when, like... You have the duality in life telling you, no, you can't. You got to work all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, uh, just like we were just talking about, you know? But, yeah, uh, for sure. Like, I mean, I even have a full-time job outside of, like, weird, like, weird triumphant and the, the band to, like, fund everything, you know? Like, or my whole, all my guys do. They kind of have to anymore. It's rough. Yeah, especially with everything right now shut down. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was I was checking out the uh, the single the death e- effect and I'm uh, reading a little bit about that because you're talking about like the message for mental illness and stuff like that and when I was like reading it it, it kind of sounded like was it inspired by chance by the Joker movie that came out or <laughs> it's so funny you say that actually it's completely about that pretty much they um I mean uh that and just kind of like what um, our vocalist was really kind of feeling in his own life at the time but like basically just really pushing someone to like the edge and just kind of like this the stigma of, of mental illness like you can't what, what i find really interesting with mental illness is like it, our society almost like kind of condemns it like as soon as you tell somebody that you're like feeling a certain way or struggling mentally you, you immediately have like a handicap in their eyes yeah. you know and i just uh, i've seen that a lot just from like going to school for psychology too um but yeah, and I, this kind of really focuses on that, like just because with the the movie and of the Joker, um, it's basically just. I, which I, honestly, I thought that movie was incredible. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, and that's yeah, why when I was reading like about that. the the, the <laughs> lyrics and stuff, I was like, wow, it kind of sounds like you know, like it could have been inspired you, by that. So you hit it directly on on the head, honestly. Um, yeah, that that song and another one were kind of influenced by like a like a movie slash television series. But, uh, I mean, also with the, we, we kind of relate with that as well a lot. But um, that song was primarily written by um, our screaming vocalist, uh, Nick, which is pretty cool. Then um, Al has a song where he pretty much, like, solos on. It's mostly clean singing. It's uh, called Dissolve with uh, the vocalist Buka Nile from uh, Make Them Suffer. Yeah, I seen it. You guys had a, quite a few guest appearances on this album too. Yeah, that's another thing we really wanted to do. We wanted to kind of like showcase, uh, like we, we wanted we wanted to have four guest vocalists on this one. We're really big into features. We think they add a lot to songs, and uh, we also just kind of had a single plan with this where we wanted to put four singles out. So we uh, figured having the guest vocalists on there would do really well, and like have like artwork attached to each single would kind of make it something special, but. We tried to pick ones that were actually all across the world. Unfortunately, we, we weren't able to get another one from another country, but um, like Buchan- Buchan Isle and Make Them Suffer from uh, Australia, 
then uh, Matteo uh, Gelsomino. Uh, he's uh, he was previously the vocalist, the novelist. It's in a band called Salem now. Um, they're from uh, France. And then uh, we were actually going to have Ken from Crossface <laughs> as a feature, but we weren't able to pull that one off in time, unfortunately. So hopefully for the next uh, next album cycle, we might be able to grab that guy. But um, we were really lucky then to get a JT Cavey from the band Era and uh, Brian Will from the band Currents as well to do features. Uh, they're both like buddies of our bands. It's really awesome having them. Yeah, that's cool. And then now, when was was this recorded pre-COVID? Um, well, yes and no. Um, we've pretty much been like writing and like recording this over the last two and a half years. I would say like we had pre-pros written for some of the songs, uh, mainly like Deja Vu and Bloom written back in 2018. And then we had our first week studio time in uh, spring of... Um, 2019 at uh, Atrium Audio, um, and uh, we recorded three tracks and tried to shop them around, see if there's any interest from labels, and then uh, we finished that album then at the fall of 2019, and then went back in in July to like do like the finishing touches and write two instrumental tracks. So it was half, I guess like uh, like a third of it was was after, like during COVID times, so. Yeah. Definitely made it rough there. I mean, we we kept trying to push it back until we could eventually play shows. But at the same time, we were like, we got to get music out. <laughs> it's been so long. We've been sitting on this for a while. Yeah, and I guess with uh, uh, I mean, thankfully with technology, what it is today. I mean, you have some of these vocalists and bands that are all across the the world. Um, so I mean, obviously you couldn't fly them in or whatever to to record in the studio with you. So I'm sure they were able to like send you the tracks and stuff like that you sent them some of the music and then told them what you were looking for and whatnot yeah pretty much it was really like all those vocalists they're all incredibly talented in the sense that they can kind of like record on their own to the point where like we can they can send that that wave file that rough wave file to us and we can like make it sound really nice in the studio um but yeah they, they were all great um, i was really stoked that all of them we're so willing to work with us. Um, we're not like a huge band, so it was really cool to have some of these big names on there. Um, JT actually from Era actually is is he actually flew up and was in our video for Bloom. So it's pretty cool having him in the music video. Oh, that's sweet. And um, like, is there a particular song on this album that you're like looking forward to the most playing live again once you're able to play in front of a crowd? Uh, me personally would probably be uh, Death Effects, the one that you're listening to. It's just uh, it's just kind of a balls to the wall track. That and um, as a drummer, it's probably one of the more challenging ones. Um, yeah, it's just kind of the heaviest song we've ever really written. So I, I personally think it's going to translate really well live. And then probably the song Eastern Lights, which is like the first like real song on the album. Um, I think it's just a really good song, and I think the energy is going to translate really well live. And then what was it like, you know, working with uh, Grant McFarland? You mentioned you had some time at Atrium Audio. Uh, I love working with uh, Carson Slovak and Grant McFarland of uh, Atrium. They're straight up, in my opinion, like metalcore gods. Like, they, <laughs> they are, like, the best people, in my opinion, to go to for if you're tracking the metalcore album or really anything. Um 
we've actually got to record with them all of our like all of our music was actually recorded with them from since like 2011 um so we just have like a really solid synergy with them and we just love everything that they bring to the table for us as well so they're like they know your sound and how to get it yeah i was was basically gonna like just kind of say that but it is um and they really just know our sound and like the formula for it and just kind of how to get the best stuff out of us I know me as like a drummer, I just uh, it's like an honor to record with like Grant McFarlane, like that guy. If guys don't know, he's actually the he was the drummer of the Sea Apocalypse, um, which uh, we're from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and Lancaster, Pennsylvania has like a, an insane music scene. Had bands like August Burns Red, the Sea Apocalypse, Texas in July, like Circus Survive came not too far away from there. Um, so it was just awesome having all that influence around us. Yeah, and then the people that have been there, done that, they can kind of pass on their knowledge and stuff, too, you know? Yeah, for sure, and it's just, like, the local bands that we have are just, like, always pushing the envelope, so it's just, it really just kind of makes you grow as a musician, just trying to keep up with everyone, you know? (laughs) That's cool. Hey, Hey, baby. baby. This is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your friends from today's Boondog sent you. And then, like, uh, do you guys have a, do you have any kind of, like, when you guys were playing out, did you have any kind of, like, superstitions or anything for uh, having a great show? Like, do you have to make sure that... You know, you wired your kit in a certain order and stuff like that. Or... Me, I don't really like to eat a lot before I play. Um, I don't know if that's just like a weird thing with me personally, but I just don't. I don't like being like super bloated. And oh yeah, playing the drums there. especially. <laughs> yeah, the worst have bubble like, gut while you're yeah. hitting kick drums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not really. We know, we just kind of like just try to be in a, a solid mood before we go in. Like I don't know. Try not to get too drunk or anything. <laughs> I like having like a beer or two before I play. But not really. It's kind of just 
we always have to play like we we rarely have like a staple time that we always play like we're always just like in the middle of the bill or something or headlining or something so we just randomly I guess just kind of do what we do normally before each show. Gotcha. Um. So like uh, for any of the fans out there that aren't like familiar with you guys and stuff, is there uh, and they want to check you guys out like um or or pick up uh the new uh album and or um you know buy it buy some merch or something where would you send them um well if they're looking to buy some merch we have um, all a bunch of pre-sales available for um or pre-orders available for um our, our like all of our, our merch line and like we have a vinyl up there for pre-order it's all, all through Bandcamp. just go to Bandcamp and the scent like wolves but uh all of our music's pretty much everywhere. Like I always try to send people to Spotify just because Spotify is normally the the big ticket, you know. I always try to drive uh, our numbers up on Spotify, but um, I feel like that's pretty much how bands get judged anymore, which is crazy. But um, yeah, Spotify. I mean, if you're looking to check out a song for the first time, maybe try like uh, Easter Lights, any Poison, any of the singles from Mystic Orders that we released. Um, Haunt it from Frigid Futures is a pretty solid song that kind of shows the tropes of our genre. Um, Angel Wrath featuring uh, Ryo Kinoshita of Crystal Lake is pretty cool too. Cool. And then um, I wanted to ask you some of the questions that I normally ask when I have uh, guests on here. Um, who are some of your top three like musical artists? Uh, me personally? Yeah. Um, I'd probably say uh, I'm really into this band called Lydia. They're actually like an indie band, um, like an emo indie band. I, I love them. I think their drummer is incredible. Um, I just really cool music. Uh, it's very nostalgic to me. Um, really into Silverstein. I just think I mean I've been I've been growing up with that band since I was like a I think in like sixth grade, I remember I got them to play my sixth grade dance. I got them to play uh, Smashed into Pieces. And I felt like the coolest kid in the world. <laughs> so lame, but yeah, but um, yeah, they've been consistently putting out music since like the early two thousands till now, and it's been staying like super fresh and honestly pushes the envelope every time. And I think that's incredible. Um, then um, I'm really in this band called Glassjaw too. Um, Worship and Tribute probably. Like one of my favorite albums of all time. Cool. And then is there like a particular song that you feel has inspired you in life? That like, you know, if like you're going through like a time or whatever that you can always like throw on and it just picks you up? Um, there's a couple, I like a sorority noise using. It kind of, uh, I'm just about a, a guy going through like drug and alcohol problems and, but it's like, and it's written in a way though. It's like in a, like in a major key where it's like really happy almost, but it's like super depressing at the same time. But I just really like the lyrics in that and kind of can relate to them sometimes. And um, another one's probably uh, "Have Mercy Reaper." It's just like your stereotypical kind of like breakup song. But I, don't, I mean, who doesn't love a great breakup song? You know, <laughs> an emo kid at heart. But um, that and hate to say it now, based on this guy's allegations, but uh, I I love the band Brand New, like so much. So I, I've always loved all of their albums. But um, fortunately, he 
he's not a good person, so it's kind of kind of rough now. But <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks when, like, when 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 like, you hear his fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it, they always say you know be careful when you meet you know your heroes might be let down or whatever, but it it sucks when you know like the, there's such a good body of work. You know, like, I mean, I'm a big wrestling fan, and I loved Chris Benoit. And then look how that story ended, you know? It's just like, oh, man, so I can't enjoy his matches anymore or whatever. That's, like that's how I feel. It's, it's it's such a rough thing because, um, like, I remember I posted, like, before I even really read up on um, Jesse Lacey's allegations and stuff, I, um, they released uh, Science Fiction, which was, like, their, like, it was an album that, like, should have never really come out. Like, they were on, like, an eight-year hiatus. Everyone thought the band was broken up. Then they released it just by putting out 500 cassette tapes to uh, all their fans. Like, first, randomly 500 of their fans and let the fans leak it themselves. And they still ended up, like, billboard charting after that. I just thought that was such a crazy way to put out a release, you know? Yeah. But, um, and then I was, like, really stoked on the album. And I made a post just being, like, brand new science fiction is definitely my favorite album this year. And I got annihilated in the comments <laughs> just like oh well that means you're cool with sexual misconduct then and i was just like well no <laughs> but like objectively this music is really good uh, but yeah i guess i can't listen to this now or i can't say that i listen i even have a brand new tattoo that i'm thinking about like covering up now just because Cancel yeah, culture rough, what a know. what a bitch yeah. <laughs> I, have to say, I mean it's like a dumb, it's it's a catch I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, really, just because, like, you did do a bunch of terrible things, that's true, but I don't, I feel, there's also three other people in that band, though. Exactly, and why why, why does you know, Zoark like, need to suffer, you know? Like, uh, like a, great, a great topic for this is, uh, as of, like, dying. Yeah. Like, that dude came back, like, I, I feel so, like, I didn't listen to As of, like, dying for the lyrics or the vocals whatsoever. I listened to them just as a drummer, just like, holy shit this is awesome. Like, it's like the first time I really heard, like, I'm like, it's like metalcore. Like, I don't like just the very typical, like metalcore stuff, you know? And I mean, uh, without Azalea dying, I think it would have really, like the, the genre wouldn't really be as big as it is today. Um, but yeah, I couldn't imagine being like their drummer, or, like guitarist when all that stuff was going on with, uh, him. And, and now what's interesting is they actually ended up coming back then a couple years ago. Yeah, and we're just selling out huge venues, you know. So like, obviously, people kind of forgot about it. But yeah, yeah, it's just you know, it's usually the 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 vocal minority, you know, that seems to scream the loudest, especially when you now with social media and get people a keyboard, you know. Oh, hundred percent. I even like hell, even like I even try to tread lightly even talking about this stuff because of how crazy some people can get on the internet, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of a shame because it's like, you know, if you silence people you don't agree with, you know, it's like, how can we ever, like, learn? How can we grow and learn if, uh, you know, maybe 100%. there's a point that somebody else is going to make, but, you know, because I'm going on my emotions and feelings, I don't want to hear it right now, so I just want you quiet. And It's just scary times, man. We need to be able to come together and talk, you know. And learn from each yeah, other. Like everyone's just kind of, kind of waiting to destroy somebody else for doing something, you know. And like, what I loved is that person who called me out, like on my post I made, is simply stating science fiction is like one of my favorite albums this year. Nothing about the band, nothing about them as people, nothing about what happened. Just objectively, this music is great. So I looked up the person who like really gave me the most shit on the comments, and uh, 
and she put she posted her Spotify wrapped, like like her most listened to stuff on Spotify for that year. And guess who number three was? <laughs> Brand new. <laughs> so I screenshot of that, and I was just like, so "What's going on here?" Yeah. <laughs> and then she, and so it was just like I feel like people don't even really understand their outreach a lot of times anymore. Like, and just like to completely destroy the work of four people. I don't know. It's just it's. It's hard to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I agree, and that's the that's the thing. Like you were just saying, it's just like you get, you're you're afraid to say anything, and it's like they that's what they want. They want us afraid to, to speak. And I don't know, man. Like I, maybe it's you know, because you know, being raised by you know a marine and 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 freaking serving myself, I, I, you know, I think everybody should have a voice. There's a lot of things that are going on that I don't agree with as a veteran, as you know, somebody that served our country but it but it's still your right to say it you know and i fought for that right as well you know so i don't oh, yeah, know for sure it's just it, I, know, I, I try to stay away from social media anymore except for like promoting my band and stuff it's just every it's crazy it's like like with the coronavirus everyone's a health expert all of a sudden and like <laughs> it was interesting enough like i don't know if you follow the game the thing that's happening with gamestop right now and all the stock market but uh yeah. now everyone's a stock analyst you know they're an expert on stocks and it's just like shut shut the fuck up all you people and get a hobby <laughs> yeah i got you i got you um <laughs> all right well let me get back to some of these questions and we'll get ready to wrap up here in a little bit um okay. sorry for the rants <laughs> no no it's it's good i mean I, i'm glad you know we need to be able to talk more but uh um I mean, we could go on and on all day. Trust me. Yeah, for sure. I got so, <laughs> I got, I, I got so much. Uh, t- I, I could add to that, but like I said I'll, I'll keep it back to. Uh, a lot of the fans aren't aren't listening into here. Oh, they need these guys went on their little soapbox and you know, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what radio is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so here's a question that I, I like asking. I get all kinds of. Uh, cool answers and it takes everybody back a little bit but uh favorite toy as a child my favorite toy as a child probably legos i i love legos even as like an adult i recently like bought some lego sets and man it's just relaxing stuff (laughs) yeah yeah and probably your parents least favorite one especially if they stepped on it in the middle of the night you know walking to the bathroom yeah yeah (laughs) but uh but yeah, have you ever been to any of the, like the Legolands and stuff like that? Oh yeah, um, for a while too. I was working at Toys R Us, <laughs> one of the odd jobs I had, and I got to be like their event coordinator. So I would get to like play with Lego, and I get to like work all these Lego events and like for like nice. the whole day and just like play with Legos with kids and stuff. And... Get to see the displays and stuff. Like it's crazy. Yeah, some I, of the it was awesome. Yeah, I used to love when we'd get, like, new Lego displays to put out, and I would just be staring at them, and I was like, this is so cool. But, um, yeah, I, I love Legos. When I was a kid, I used to always, like, enter in the competitions when, like, magazines were still a thing. <laughs> gotcha. And then, um, uh, do you have, like, a favorite wrestler or MMA fighter? I never really got too into wrestling, um, so I would kind of just be straight up talking out of my butt on this topic, but, uh... Yeah, the, the closest thing I watched to like MMA and like wrestling would probably I watched uh, <laughs> I watched the, the the newest Mike Tyson boxing fight. <laughs> that was certainly interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, with all the 
<laughs> celebrities or whatever it was. I, yeah, I don't know. It, I guess it's great that, that you can come back at that age, but you know, a lot of times you'd rather remember them how they were, you know, in their prime. Oh, hundred percent. That guy, he, that guy is still a monster, though. What an interesting guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, I mean, we've we've touched on it already a little bit, but any message that you have for our uh, military members currently serving overseas? Um, basically just, I really appreciate you, you know, like I've like been like a military kid my whole life. Um, my dad was activated. He's probably away for about six years of my life as like a teenager. And, uh, like I've just kind of sold the, sold the toll that put on our family and just him as a person. Like he also struggles with like PTSD. Um, a lot of times the VA is not as helpful as they should be, um, mental illness but uh yeah i can i can vouch yeah for just that too. we uh we i just support the shit out of you guys and uh like i don't think a lot of people understand the sacrifices you guys make yeah and 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 you brought up a good point too a lot of people don't understand the sacrifices that the families make too i mean you guys serve nah, right along that, you know when i last mobilization actually, i had both of my daughters were like little you know and i missed a birthday and stuff like that and it's just like yeah my my dad straight up missed the first year of my sister's life, honestly. Like, he got back, and she didn't even, like, recognize him. And, like, I, that, like, image still, like, haunts me. You know, it's just, uh, it's rough, you know. And, I mean, the military breeds you not to talk about your emotions. And, but at the same time, like. Yeah, you talk about the stigma with so mental health, you know. It's so backwards. Like, you have to talk about that stuff. and not weakness you know <laughs> yeah no not at all i had um on my 100th episode i talked with a, a navy seal buddy of mine and we touched on a lot of uh you know what we were just talking about and it's like i mean the vulnerability has been like most healing for like me and my personal journey and you know he, he will admit he admitted in his as well it's like when we finally put down the shield and said, hey, man, I got issues and I got a problem and I need to talk about these things. That's when things finally turned around. So, yeah, um, definitely. Um, so, all right, I'm going to get ready and wrap up here um, <laughs> on that note. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, um, so, you know, you said pre-orders and all that can be done through your band camp and everything and. Yep. And uh, if they want to check it out, hit up your Spotify in the meantime. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're, we're out. We're, uh, our music's pretty much available everywhere. It's just uh, Spotify is kind of the one I always try to drive home because I feel like it's the new industry standard and what's important. So is what it is. <laughs> oh, I got you, man. It's like I always, you know, I got to get my numbers up on my podcast too. So kind of. Relate yeah, it must bit, be yeah. a whole interesting thing. Like, I don't. Yeah, I could talk to you a lot about that, but I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I'm just like I said. This is more, you know, it's been more of a therapeutic thing for me and a hobby, and hey, hopefully it keeps getting bigger and um, does something for the the listeners as well, you know. But uh, thanks, man. Well, glad you have that. Yeah, man, and it's good good talking with you. Um, before I let you go, you mind doing one last favor for me? Yeah, for sure. What's up? You want to cut a promo ID for the show? 
just like introduce yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle okay yeah for sure just any time yeah all right hey guys my name's cody frame i play drums in ascent like wolves and you're listening to today's boondoggle awesome man thanks a lot cody it's been great talking with you uh good luck with all that snow out there and uh Hopefully, uh, maybe this summer you guys will be out supporting the album and come through the Cleveland area. I'll be able to check you out. Hopefully, man. We can be optimistic on it. But, um, yeah, it was a great, great, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me, and um, hope you have a great day, man. All right, you too. Bye-bye.
and force the drug the poison. Send Christmas cards and then it stopped. I haven't heard from him in 15 years. Yeah, he was up there. When he ran into that U Haul and got us out of the Marine Base. That was it. Uh, wasn't that, uh, was that the, that wasn't the year that it was a, the United that was a Flight. Silver Sword or the whatever we were down there for. Wasn't the year that the United Flight went off the end of the runway in New York that oh, you that guys were supposed uh, to be We on. were down there and I remember that, man. There was a group that was of ours that was supposed we, to be on that flight. We, we were we, on, me and yeah. Al, was all, yeah, all of them. Yeah. And we got an earlier flight out of there. If we if we had waited and got the regular the flight. flight. We, we stayed with our regular flight yeah. that we had. Me and Al went, like, there was 29 or 30 of us on that op. Yeah. And we went to the airport to change our tickets like we always do. Yeah. Get the earliest flight out. We're all busting out of here. Well, the earlier flight, what was it? The earlier flight that got out of Virginia and went to New York. LaGuardia, yeah. And sat there for three yeah. hours. We were on a flight later out of Virginia, but we sat in uh, Baltimore or somewhere. For three hours or two yeah. hours. Basically, we got to Cleveland an hour behind the other one. But they couldn't put all of us on that flight. So we said, ah, fuck it. You know, if you can't take us all, we'll just stay we'll on stay our regular, regular flight. flight. And so we flew out and we got to Baltimore and we're all in the bar because we've got three hours to kill before yeah. our flight home. And we're sitting at the bar and all getting drunk. And There's our flight. There's the flight out of LaGuardia that we would have been on, just went in the drink. Yeah, it was funny. Is a, guy, a guy from work and his wife died on that flight. Really? There would have been 30 of us on that I flight. I know. If they'd have had like four more seats. We were just short a few guys. Yeah. They wouldn't. It's kind of wild. Well, yeah, we what were would I have done without you guys? So we ordered another round. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, hey, we just died. But, but then we started thinking, what if it was like that movie, you know, where your, your time was Final up? Final Destination. You dodged it. Yeah. 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 Now they're coming after you. <laughs> Maybe, our, we're not. Maybe we're numbered, you know. We were supposed to be on that plane. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall. Brought to you by Today's Boondoggle.
Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Boondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash Today's Boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. for tuning into this week's edition of today's boondoggle domain cleveland entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans you can find interesting interviews music news entertainment information and just about everything else in between thank you again for tuning into the show here at domain cleveland